Merry Christmas, everyone. Our last show before we get ready for Christmas. And uh, thanks to Central National Bank. In fact, it was our buddies from Central National Bank that put together this nice graphic we have of uh, Brian Fonville put it together of Mike Welch, <clears throat> the former Baylor great, upending. Boy, I asked Mike, I said, hey, could you find some picture of you either intercepting an Aggie or, or hitting an Aggie, and you came through big time. Uh, do you remember who that was you were upending in that, uh, in that A&M Baylor game? No, I, I cannot come <laughs> up with that one. I couldn't tell you. As a matter of fact, you can't hardly even tell it's an Aggie with the close shot, but the wider version, yeah, it's definitely an Aggie. Let's call it. Let's who. Let's think who was playing back then. Rod Bernstein would have been playing. Maybe uh, would would uh, the kid from Carter, Darren. Uh, what he might have been playing. I don't know if Tank. I'm trying to think of those guys. Sure, I, man. Yeah, I can't hardly remember. Yeah, yeah. Those are uh, those are the guys that come to mind. It is uh, Mike Welch uh, joining the Matt Mosley show. And uh, Mike, it's uh, man, it's so fun to have you on. And uh, this is uh, a fun time to do it right here before the holiday season. I know you've been uh, getting together with family. Um, are you? Uh, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? You, we've seen the Baylor program with some real peaks and valleys, and now, now the Bears returning to the Sugar Bowl for the second time in three years. I would say, Mike, and, and obviously you, uh, and we can get into that in a little bit. You had great ties to the previous regime, but did you yeah. did you ever? Could you ever imagine Baylor would have gotten it back to this point as quickly as they have? I don't think so. You know, I'm I'm really good friends with David Wessel still, obviously, so very uh, close ties with him. Uh, so keep pretty close tabs on the program through David. But, you know, last year was a tough year, and I think there was a lot of reasons for that, integrating the new staff in a COVID-type season. So, you know, there was a lot of reason to be hopeful. I think Aranda, you know, changes that you know he had the courage to make those changes and full off season to implement his system and i mean obviously far exceeded expectations did wetzel get the guitar out back in the day you know he's become the basically the the team chaplain i'm sure they have a, a chaplain but he's basically does it all and does a lot of uh leading uh, praise and worship was he doing that back in the day or was wetzel uh, enjoying the nightlife there in waco no, he was. Um, we were part. <laughs> we were part of a group uh, actually called the Action Singers. Um, some other names that were in that group: um, Scott Works, uh, Cody Carlson, a uh, number of guys. We would we would travel around to churches and sing some goofy songs, and somebody would give a testimony. But Wetzel would he would always carry the high notes, so he was one of the stars <laughs> even back then. <laughs> He was the able to get finish. up there. He was all he had the big finish. Action singers. So you're saying it was made up of mostly athletes that were part of the action singers? Were those was it all football players? No, it was it was some other guys outside of football, but uh, I'd say a lot of football, some baseball, but Yeah. Yeah, we were affiliated through uh, loosely through First Baptist, David Gwynn there. So um yeah, we would we would go around, and uh, Greg F. Finger was another one that was involved, and I hate to name names because I'll forget a lot of people, but that was a good time. We'd go to FCA uh, groups, uh, local high schools, go to churches. Uh, again, kind of 
sing our silly songs. We weren't great singers. Yeah. We were okay, but um, you know, share yeah. our faith and and have a good time. There's another one of my buddies, David Camp, who may have crossed over with you a little bit in there. He knows Wetzel pretty yeah, well, but yeah. I don't think y'all would have let him into action singers. I'm afraid he would have been in some <laughs> other kind of action out there on the Baylor campus, but uh, we won't get into that. Talking to Mike Welch from uh, Sweetwater, Texas. Okay, Mike, take us back. I love talking about things like this, to Your recruitment. For people that don't know it, Art Bryles was your coach back in the day, and then he leaves after your sophomore year, and as I've read it, you know, you were, that was a heartbreaking type deal because obviously he had started to, uh, he played a big role in your uh, young football career, but you had all sorts of, uh, it seemed like there were all sorts of things maybe leading to you ending up at, at Baylor. Who was who the first person from Baylor that, uh, that sort of you got on their radar and you started hearing from the Bears because you had a really uh, fine uh, football career out there at Sweetwater, and did, y'all made it. Did y'all win state your, what would that have been, your junior or senior year? Yeah, senior year, yes, sir. Okay, okay. So you got some publicity there, probably played at Texas Stadium back in the day. That would have been, what, 85 or 86? Yeah, actually, season of 84, we got to the semifinals oh, okay. and lost to Denison at Cowboys Stadium. Um lost our quarterback to a broken collarbone the week before. I, I think we might have had a chance to go back-to-back. But, yeah, the next year we won it, played the state championship at TCU, actually. So, Eamon, huh. old Eamon Carter. And, uh, uh, you know, had a had a good relationship with Jim Wacker and that regime back then. Um, they ran a, probably a close second. But, yeah, ultimately the Bears won out. Yeah, I would say that uh, Jim Wacker was a little more of a character than Grant. They had a different approach, and uh, that was appointment watching the Jim Wacker <laughs> show, as you remember. I don't know if you could get at that out in Sweetwater, but it was uh, that 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 was kind of a crazy. You know, had all those coaches shows that were kind of the same. Bill Yeoman, yeah. Grant Tab. I mean, I love Grant's just because obviously because I love Baylor, and Grant did a nice job uh, with Fallon, and then I think John Morris started hosting that, but uh, but Wacker. I mean, he was off the chains. I mean, he was a yeah, he actually, was a character. We were in college, actually. That was can't miss TV. Actually, so we <laughs> we spent a lot of time reviewing the Jim Wacker show. It, <laughs> I mean, we uh, I hate to quote him, but it it was uh, it was kind of like, boy, you take away those five or six big plays, and we're right in that one. <laughs> I think that was one of that was one of our favorites. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, did you ever? Are you? You may be too young to have gone up against Kenneth Davis. Was he a couple of years before you at TCU? Uh, would would well, Baylor have played? Okay, yeah, he was the Temple Tornado. Was an amazing player. So you uh, you you missed him. Who do you? Okay, so you who was I did the? Uh, some texts with uh, Stephen Shipley here recently. Ironically, who? Oh, uh, really? Was a receiver at TCU back in the day, and he was. We were sharing some old times, but yeah, yeah. He, uh, and there were some good guys back then on the recruiting path. I think uh, their QB coach, the best, I think was his name. I really liked him, but yeah, um, my 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 parents, my mother actually grew up in San Angelo, and of course, Taff had a lot of ties back there. So it, I saw him preach a number of times at First Baptist San Angelo uh, back in the day before we really you know, went down the recruiting path, but 
you know, obviously he was probably the number one reason I ended up going to Baylor um, in addition to what I thought was a chance to possibly play fairly early on in, in my career. Um, but, but him and the DB coach, um, you know, they, uh, they were great dudes, and Baylor was really good back then too, so I, I thought it was a great opportunity. Was Fredenberg there when you were there? He sure was, yeah. yep. Isn't that amazing that he's still going um, and, st- and just won a national title at uh, Mary Harden Baylor? I mean, he, he just keeps on rolling. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Now, what was that like? Yeah, you get to Baylor. on that, yeah. Matt, my, my oldest son, if you don't mind, he, oh. um, he got recruited as a tight end, and he went to Mary Harden Baylor, actually played. Let me see. That would have probably been um, season, fall of 2018, probably. So, I think that was great getting to go to those games and be around Fredenberg again a little bit. But I think they won the national championship the year before my son got there and the year uh-huh. after he left. Um, but those were some good times and some really good teams during during his tenure. So that was a fun couple of years to be around the program. Yeah, talking to Mike Welch, the Baylor great. Uh, the safety ends up with 16 interceptions at Baylor and, um, uh, Mike, what was the you, – you get there and you're behind the greatest safety in the country. Um, uh, Thomas Everett yeah. wins the Thorpe Award out of Dangerfield. Did you um, – was Thomas a guy who uh, – did you learn some tricks of the trade? Was he, was he helpful? What was that like getting to Baylor and, and playing uh, behind a guy that obviously went on to have a nice NFL career and, and win a Super Bowl? Oh yeah, that that was incredible. Um, that year I spent backing him up was was unbelievable. Just just to get to watch him play and the the feet that he had, I think that was the, always the thing that amazed me the most was his footwork. Just kind of bounce, 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 and then boom, he was gone. But that was a that was a fun year to watch and learn and and big jump in terms of the mental game from high school to college, learning how to read linemen, learning how to read running backs. And um, so that was an incredible experience. And then, yeah, the year after that, I mean, actually the talent that, that I got to play with in the, in the secondary, just so blessed that after playing behind Thomas for a year, that next year it was me, Norris Blunt, who's the, you know, son of uh, the great Pittsburgh Steeler Blunt. And then, Ray Crockett and Robert Blackman. So that was that was an amazing group that got to play together for a couple of years. And but yeah, Thomas was incredible. Um, can't say enough about him. That was that was quite a thrill to get that opportunity just to watch him and and learn behind him. Yeah. Well, and then you go on. Now, what was your um, did, did you played some offense? I believe at Sweetwater. Do you think that? helped in you were so great at reading quarterbacks and then and I can I have this vague memory of you like breaking your hand or something and almost having to maybe you still got an interception and I hope I'm not uh, uh, forgetting that or remembering that wrong but you end up you end up with 16 interceptions and I mean it just seemed like every every ball that went up was yours what do you what do you attribute that to was that uh, great film work do you think some of your maybe playing some offense earlier in your like in your high school career helped in that regard because not all defensive backs are known for having great hands. I 
think so. Yeah, in high school, I I played uh, both ways and little running back and and uh, split in and return punts and all that. So I I had the ball in my hand a fair amount. But um, yeah, I think it's instincts and and good coaching. You know, just learning how to read a quarterback, follow his eyes. Um, you know, that's something I've tried to pass on to kids as I've coached is that next level of reading what's unfolding in front of you. But yeah, the opportunity to go get it, um, being able to pull it in when you get there. So, yeah, I had the opportunity to play behind three DB coaches, actually, um, and all of them brought a little something different to the table. So I think that was a, a great benefit in the long run. Uh, Mike, how did you all handle that? I mean, you all are so good on defense. I'm talking 87 88, 89, 86, that team really should have won the conference. You got that uh, that game against A&M, everybody remembers. But, uh, yeah. I mean, 85 actually was a great season and, and should have could have won the conference that year. But And that had to be tough that you are that dominant on defense. I'm talking about like 88 through 90, and yet you just couldn't really get it done on the other side of the ball. How did y'all handle that? Because it, it had to be frustrating because it didn't – offense never got going until Grant finally put J.J. in in 90. I remember that tie against A&M, but that thing, that finally kind of got going. How did y'all handle that? Well, you're, you're kind of setting me up there to dog call on my offensive brethren. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to take the bait there, Matt. But, um, you know, that, that, but that team in 86 – uh, and people that asked me about it was might laugh, but that team was as good as anybody in the country. And it, it was a couple of fluky little things that kept them from going undefeated and maybe playing for it. I mean, the fluky in, uh, game against uh, USC and then the A&M game and then a couple of fluky things against SMU. Uh, that team was unbelievable. And the defense that was played that year was amazing, too. But, yeah, it, it was frustrating, uh, particularly in 89. Gosh, you had, you had Blackman and, and France, you know, Francis and Santana Dotson. And, I mean, you could – Robin, you, you could go on and on and on. Um, and we'd win games, you know, 10-3. We lost one to Rice, 6-3. And, but, uh, yeah, the year after that, we – you know, when, when J.J. took over and it looked like we had a real chance to win the conference and then, you know, he goes down in the Rice game and we ended up we ended up getting uh, beat by Texas for the chance to go to the Cotton Bowl that year. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny, you know, you think about some people ask me, hey, uh, you know, my nephews, Uncle Michael, did you go to bowl games? And I say, well, yeah, when we were – Nine and three, we went to the Blue Bonnet Bowl, and then uh, we were seven, four, and one my senior year, and didn't go anywhere. That's so wild. So that that has changed a little bit, but yeah, um, you know, it, I, I think you know, the way JJ kind of had it going, that that was a shame. What happened to him? Kind of a again a fluky thing in practice, but you know, you just you don't think about it in the moment. You just go go back out, do your job, and. Uh, and hope for the best, but man, those were great times. It's the yeah. relationships that came out of there. You know, I I wouldn't trade it for anything. Now, is Sweetwater where they have the uh, the rattlesnake rattlesnake roundup? Is that uh, is that yep, Sweetwater, Texas? It. Were that you is, a, ever yeah. were you were you able to participate that ever? Did you out Did you go out and uh, 
and hunt rattlesnakes? I was not real involved with that. Um, <laughs> I do think my youngest sister was Miss Snake Charmer one year, though, so I, I'll, I'll claim that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What's her name? We need to give her full credit for that. Miss Snake Charmer. Uh, I'm sure she would Anna appreciate Welch, that. Miss Snake Charmer, you know, circa 19-something, 90-something. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Let's not date her. Yeah, uh, but she, oh, needs to, yeah. she needs to know that she got a shout-out from you. Well, Mike, we'll have to do a part two at some point. Uh, man, you, you had a great career. I understand you're really uh, a successful financial planner. I saw your phone number. You must be up in the uh, Metroplex these days. And, yeah. and somehow, through, I think, some mutual friends, uh, you got to be friends with some of my fraternity brothers from Baylor. Uh, uh, and those guys were really mean to me back in the day. But I've, I've survived it, and now we're great friends. But Tasker and then the big A, we called him, Steve well, Anderson. Uh, it's really oh, cool yeah. that you know yeah. those guys. Tasker, since we were, you know, just starting off as newlyweds, having kids, all our kids grew up together. He lived right around the corner, actually, right now. So uh, I, I won't say anything else on air that, that he has shared with me, but he did say hello and, and wishes you the best. Yeah, I like Tasker. He was a little rough on me, but uh, I, it doesn't, didn't shock <laughs> me that Tasker became like mayor of wherever y'all live. At some point, he was mayor, city council. If he's not running it, he's not enjoying it. So he really yeah. needs to be in charge at all times. That is that is Tasker. So anyway, uh, yeah, give the, give the, <laughs> well, uh, great to visit with you, Mike, and uh, hope to see you. At one of these, uh, at one of these Baylor games in the future, Cody's the uh, Cody's been the president of the uh, B Association, so he needs to he needs yeah. to be hosting you at these games and, and making sure you're in a you're in a proper suite uh, for a Baylor Hall of Famer like yourself. Well, put a good word in for me if you don't mind. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Commander Cody and his Air Squadron. Yeah. The posters are still around. There's still a few floating around. <laughs> I don't know if the defense got that kind of treatment, but C- Commander Cody, he still had hair back then. That's some blonde yeah. hair. Yeah, he looked good. he looked pretty good back in the day. And then Darnell and uh, what was our what was our buddy's name from Ennis, Texas? Uh, Simpson, John Simpson. Oh my gosh, yeah. that guy was fast. But uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, I could do this all day. Uh, I really appreciate yeah, it, man. Mike. I'll talk to you soon. Pleasure, Matt. There he, there he goes. Mike Welch, uh, the uh, former uh, safety at Baylor. 16 career interceptions and honestly one of the greatest uh, players that Grant ever brought out of West Texas. Grant